Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. And with us right now, it's Rick Martin. Rick, you are an IP law, uh, you're, you're a patent attorney, and uh, you are the owner of Martin IP Law Group, and you're found on the web at ipsolutionslaw.com. Rick, thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me on here, Josh. Rick, who do you typically work with, and, and what type of work are you doing? Well, I, I work with... Uh pretty much a broad array of, of clients uh, down to, you know, starting with maybe the individual inventor who's got a great idea that they want to patent it and they want to build a business around it. So uh, people on that end of the spectrum, we can help out from, you know, kind of from the very beginning, getting them set up as an LLC or uh, corporation, uh, getting their uh, IP protected branding, uh, you know, trademarks for their branding. Uh, patents for their inventions, uh, things of that sort. And, you know, it ranges all the way up to, you know, multi-million dollar companies with, you know, hundreds uh, hundreds of employees that uh, we do work for them as well and, and yeah. everything in between. Yeah. Um, if someone is working on something um, and, and let's say that they put off the IP stuff, right? They're just they're just building a prototype like, Hey, this is really great. And then they're just like, well, why don't I just start building this and bring it to market? What is the risk of not going through all of the trademark procedures short of, yeah, sure. Someone could knock it off, but can't someone just knock it off? Here's, here's the objection I'm getting to, right. Is someone says that, you know, having a trademark is a situation where okay, if you truly do see someone that's violating a, a trademark in the market, you're still going to have to go after and sue them. So is it, is it really worth it to do that? Uh, and I guess it depends. Uh, you know, again, I think it's a good idea to protect it from, uh, from the beginning and to register it from the beginning because it provides you a lot of benefits and it provides you the ability to do that. Uh yeah, there are some requirements that, you know, if you have a registered trademark, you you know, you do have a duty to police that mark. Uh, it doesn't always necessarily mean you have to sue somebody for infringing it, but you at least have to take <laughs> some efforts uh, to, uh, I guess, stop usage that you're that that you become aware of. And that's usually through a, a cease and desist letter. Uh, sometimes that's successful. Sometimes that gets gets done what you need to get done. Uh, sometimes it doesn't, and then you have to really, at that point, evaluate what are the next steps, if any. But if you know, if you haven't bothered to register that mark, your your protection is very limited to begin with. Yeah. Um, what happens if that violation is international? Well, I guess it wouldn't necessarily be in an international violation. So trademarks uh, for the U.S. Of, only. 
Yeah. So, well, I mean, tra- yes and no. You can get mm. international reg- registrations, uh, but a U.S. federal registration basically stops at the U.S. borders. There are mechanisms in place to uh, through uh, the World Intellectual Property Organization or WIPO to apply for. Yeah, it's it's considered an international application, but the protection uh, that you ultimately get has to be within the individual countries. Um, but but there's at least an application, a streamlined application process for getting uh, trademarks protected in in a most industrialized countries. Uh, just kind of starting from the beginning, I mean, trademark is generally protected by common law anyway. So without a registration. A user typically has protection within the geographic scope or, or area that they're using the mark in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the federal registration broadens that to cover all 50 states. So, so if you've got something that uh, you maybe want to expand, you think your business is going to grow, you think this product's going to sell, and you want to protect that brand just beyond the immediate area that you're doing business in, it really makes sense to register that mark federally. Yeah. Um, let's talk about creative content. And so let's say that, um, say we have a, like a CFO and the CFO decide or uh, someone that provides CFO services and part of the delivery of those services that provide a lot of educational resources. So they say, well, I've answered this question three, four five times. So I'm just going to go ahead and start putting a lot of these answers in a video format. Then they right. create a video library that they can use. And then so they produce that and they charge money for that. Like that's their livelihood. That's their business uh, is that's part of something that they provide for their customers only. Well, you know where I'm going with this. Let's say that content all of a sudden appears on YouTube or, you know, or maybe it's just, you know, kind of floating around on the web. What do you do? <laughs> uh, we're, we're getting more, I guess, when you're talking copying video or video content, we're looking more at copyright violation. Again, that's covered by federal law. Um, something, you know, copyright's a little different animal. Again, cop copyright legal protection attaches upon creation of that work. So you record that video, it's protected without, without registering it. However, if you're going to ultimately sue someone for infringement of that copyright, you have to get that registered before you can sue someone, or at least attempt to register it before you can sue someone. Um, typically the process would involve, and again, I encourage a lot of, you know, my, my, uh, my clients and, and people that follow me, get it registered early because it's not a quick process. It takes eight, nine months to heard that. Get yeah. an answer on a copyright. You can streamline that. There's there's a fast track process for an extra eight hundred dollars in filing fees. Woo! You usually get it back within a week. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if if you're creating a lot of content, spending an extra eight hundred dollars every time just really isn't isn't a good uh, uh, use of resources. So I encourage people to protect it uh, early. There are other some other benefits you get. Uh, statutory damages are available if you protect it early. Not so if you wait until after somebody infringes. So good reasons to to protect it early. Um, but back to your scenario, probably the first step you take there is when you see something on YouTube, uh, I would recommend contact a, an attorney, one, see what they advise. But I would typically uh, be looking at that and questioning you know, the client, is it registered yet? Uh, because that's going to determine how we proceed uh, and, and, and what the next step is, but the next step is usually at least a cease and desist letter before you, before you file suit. Cause once you file suit that, that gets a little, a little expensive. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what um, do you primarily work with, um, you know, the more of a patent type thing where um, someone is creating a physical uh, thing? Uh, I work with a lot of, I, I work with a lot of different clients. Uh, so from, from, from a, from a patent standpoint, yeah, a lot of it are, you know, mechanical, elect, electrical, electronic, uh, type devices. Although, you know, we, we, we see some, uh, treatment methods and some other medical things from time to time. So it, it, it's really interesting to see a lot of the different things that come in. That's one of the things I really enjoy about it is just, you know, seeing things that, that are, kind of on the cutting edge of, uh, of technology. Yeah. Um, if someone wants to, uh, they, let's say they have, a, they have a brand name, um, should they, and they're like, well, I own the domain, so huh, I own it. <laughs> that That's not, I mean, there's more you can do to, to protect yourself in terms of like your own brand. So for, for example, with Savings Angel, my other company was a very, public type thing. It was very B2C, very kind of out there. And I'm like, you know, I dispense consumer advice. I would be um, nervous. I was nervous that someone would use or dispense bad advice, ascribe it to me or use my brand. So I went through the PTO, the Patent and Trademark Office, and I, I'm kind of going to mess up my vocabulary here. I don't remember exactly what it meant. I registered uh, my copyright on the name Savings Angel. And I thought that that was valuable back then. It was actually pretty easy from what I recall and pretty, not very expensive for something simple like that. Did uh, I waste my time though? Or <laughs> I don't know. I, and again, I, I'd have to see what you filed and what, what, what uh, you registered to see whether, whether you wasted your time or not. So, so, and again, I'm not sure whether you're talking about a copyright or a trademark there. It, it was some a cop- of- copyright on the name Savings Angel. Okay, so that's probably a trademark. You're talking about oh, a, okay, trademark. Okay, that's going to be a <laughs> trademark. Not in my zone of genius right now. <laughs> that's that's why I love having conversations with experts like you. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll kind of get, give you a, a simple. So, so copyrights protect uh, creations, uh, art, you know, art, music, uh, literature, uh, software. You know, it protects the expression of an idea. Uh, so there, there are there are situations where, you know, let's say a logo, for example could be protected by both copyright and trademark law because from a copyright perspective, a logo has some design aspects to it, some creativity mm-hmm. to it. Uh, it may also have the name to it. So what a trademark does is a trademark and whether that's a logo or a name uh, or a symbol or whatever it is, the, the, the function of the trademark is to uh, link the uh, goods or services that the trademark is applied to, to the business or person that provides that good or service and to pr- prevent uh, confusion in the marketplace uh, as to the source of a product or service. Yeah. So for, for, from that perspective, yeah, the, 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 the trademark office, you know, they have an online system and, and actually they uh, all attorneys, all registered attorneys have to use that system. They, they won't allow us to file paper applications anymore. Uh, mm. but, but there's a, it's called the, 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 uh, T's trade uh, T's and T's and T's plus, but uh, it's an online system where where you you go through the process and you uh, can prepare and file your own trademark application. It's and, and again, I, I have you know it's easy for me to do because I've prepared done it a gazillion times, yeah, thousands of these things, and so for me to go through the steps and the processes 
Uh, it's, it's fairly simple and easy for me most of the time to prepare an application. There are a mm. lot of places if you're doing it on your own where, you know, it, it's not so easy to, to figure out how should I answer this question or what, yeah. what should I put at this point. And, you know, you can oftentimes not get the correct uh, protection that you need to get if, if you mess something up in there. So, yeah. yeah, can you do it? Yes. Should you do it? I, I typically say, you know, recommend that's something you should leave to somebody that has some experience and, and has done it. Particularly, before. yeah, particularly if it's pretty important, <laughs> you know, it, it's, yeah, it's worth, yeah. it's worth a little extra just to have an expert kind of help you go through that. Yeah, I get that. That's great. I mean, you look at, in, in this day and age, particularly, you, you got a lot of companies out there where the most valuable assets they have are their intellectual property. I mean, you look at Apple, you look at, at, at yeah. Amazon, some of these companies, you know, their brand uh, is worth millions. So, you know, to, 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 to mess it up on the front end, yeah. you know, it was not, not, a, not, you know, just to save a couple dollars is probably not a good, uh, good strategy. Yeah. Do you, Rick, do you get much, uh, do you get many people contacting you who are like, I have a problem and I need you to help me fix it? Not, they're not doing this proactively. They're like, I created this thing. Eh. You know, don't know that I did things right or I had an attorney and I'm not sure they did things right. But now I got a mess because someone's copying my stuff. Yeah, yeah, we get some of that or we get some of the you know clients that will contact us and say, hey, I got to cease and desist letter from so and so saying I'm infringing their trademark rights. I probably get more yep. of that than, you know, because a lot of times if, if, if again, with with applying for patent protection, particularly. Yep. You apply for it first and and do it wrong. You you may not be able to get it protected. Period. It may become public domain. So so sometimes there's not very you know if if you've gone that route and either you know someone else messed it up or you tried it yourself and weren't successful. Oftentimes there's not a lot we can do about that. So I've got a question. Right. <laughs> so it's about uh, 11, 12 years ago. I uh, was putting together an online presentation and I had some paid someone to help me uh, find some images that were royalty free. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, where I'm going with this. Uh, oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so we went ahead and put the presentation, did the presentation. Presentation went on my website so someone could watch a video and there's like a little slideshow. Well, in that slideshow, one of those images came from Getty Images. Mm-hmm. Getty Images. Uh, who I, you know, I just took the word of the, you know, the person that kind of helped me with that, that, oh, yeah, it was, I found it on a website where it said it was royalty free. So that may have been the case, but on that website, but the website didn't, didn't do that right. And I don't think we had the technology back then to better categorize, which I think Google has done some better work on that. Um, anyway, so got a letter from Getty Images and they're basically said, hey, pay us $1,200 or we're going to take you to court. And so I paid the $1,200. I, I think I talked with an attorney at that time. They're like, what are you going to do? You know, you're just sucky situation, but yeah, you got, you got, you got something bad happened here. And, uh, but have you encountered something, you encountered something like that? Oh yeah. I've, I've run across those, those many times. And again, it, you know, it, it just seems like and $1,200 is probably pretty close to the normal. I mean, I think I've seen that figure or something close to that figure a number of times when people 
you know, come to me and ask for advice about that. You know, the problem you run into there is, okay, it's going to cost you more than $1,200 to hire an attorney to defend it. Yeah. Decent chance you're not going to win anyway. Um, You know, I think the best thing you can do in that situation is attempt to maybe negotiate, you know, that $1,200 down if you get a letter like that, because, you know, most of the time it's legit. I've, I've also run a couple, run across a couple of those demand letters that weren't legit. So, yeah. so it does bear to looking into to make sure it is a legit complaint. If it is a legit complaint, then you're probably going to have to pay them something. Uh, best bet is to try and negotiate that down. Yeah. You know, even stuff like for podcasters using copyrighted music and stuff like you should not do that because <laughs> nope. it's you may not get caught for a little while but you know if you're using you know you're putting a beatles song in your in your podcast nope you have to understand they will come after you <laughs> disney that's another one you don't mess with right there's oh, there's some yeah, organizations yeah. entities that that they they police that pretty heavily and yeah, and they contract with and I wonder if this world, if that's a business, right? It's just like you know, my job is to scalp and just, you know, it's kind of search the internet, find violators, report them, and then I get the bounty if I find the violators. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just completely speculating on that. I don't know if there's a bounty service, but I, I know there are businesses out there that are that are you know actively engaged in the process of of searching uh, for you know infringing activity. Yeah. Um, Again, and that, that's something, to, well, it's not necessarily infringing activity, but, you know, I, I, I maintain a watch service for most of the clients that I've done trademark, or trademark hmm. work for just to make sure somebody's not trying to register something that, that yeah. may may step on their toes. Uh, so, we, you know, that's a service we provide for clients, too. Cool. Uh, it's, it's also, you know, there are options, depending on how sophisticated you want to get to, to really broaden that out to, you know, looking for other infringing activity as well. Yeah. So Rick Martin, your website is IP Solutions Law. Tell me a little bit about someone who's listening to a conversation like, I need to talk with Rick. Uh, what do they do? What, you know, or how do they begin, you know, kind of take that next step in the relationship with you? Well, I mean, I would encourage them one to go to the, to, to the website and, you know, just find out a little bit more about us, what we do. Uh, again, it's, you know, we handle all aspects of intellectual property, patents, trademarks, copyrights, trade secrets. We've got a, a number of different, uh, you know, programs and ways to help clients. Again, we also work with a lot of startups, so we do uh, business formation as well. Uh, go look at the website, check us out. Beyond that, that probably the next best step is to reach out to us either by email or or phone call and just set up a time to to talk with me about what your situation is, and uh, we can evaluate the situation after a and again a Zoom meeting, a phone call, an in person meeting. Uh, however you know, whatever works best for the client. I represent clients all across the country. I have clients in New York, Florida, California uh, that I have never met in person, but we correspond via Zoom or or uh, phone calls. So uh, we're available to anybody. All of those areas of law are covered by federal law, not state law. So we're not really stuck. Just, just uh, yeah, no, that's cool. in Indiana. Yeah. No, that's great. Rick Martin, again, thank you so much. Intellectual property law uh, attorney. Your website is ipsolutionslaw.com. Thank you, Rick. All right. Thanks for having me on, Josh.
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.